The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 57. Holy shit. I'm just going to say holy shit until we reach 100. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I can only imagine what you're going to do when we actually hit episode 100. Uh, It is going to be a volume spiking uh, noise blower, you know, that you'd have at like New Year's. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, if you really want to make it that loud and noisy. So I guess oh, your yeah. loud, crunchy, noisy host for the day are Chris and Savannah. Supposing that's us. And yes, this is once again, the Write the Record podcast. So thank you very much for joining us today, hanging out and checking out the album that we'll be listening to today. We sure hope you enjoy your stay. Enjoy the album as well. Make sure you let us know what you think of the album today, because we're always curious to know your opinion. You can always like, share, rate, comment, follow, subscribe. I did that out of order as usual, but the, it's all there, though. You can do all oh, yeah. of those things, help us build that musical community that we talk about every single episode, whether you're new here or not. The idea is we're always trying to build a musical community. We want you to be a part of it. You can do that by doing all that stuff, leaving ratings and reviews over in the audio world, liking and subscribing on YouTube. All that stuff really helps us. And of course, comments, because once again, let us know what you think of the albums. Yes, please. But uh, refrain from any foul language. Uh, leave that to the professionals, uh, meaning uh, myself and Chris. Thank you. Yeah, we say the heck dangs. You do not. Yeah. Fuck. Or, no, heck dangs, I said. Oh, damn, I went right to it. Damn, I said, damn it, damn it. Oof. It's, it's just like, it's, it's like that, uh, that DX promo. What, like, <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels were, like, nearly fired for, like, the, yeah. just, like, completely laced with, like, profanity <laughs> everywhere. Oh, God. Oh, fuck, you said shit again. Really? Damn it. <laughs> but naughty, naughty boys. Now they're running the company. Crazy. Yeah, from almost being fired and like doing immature <laughs> dick jokes and being kind of sexist to, hey, we own the company now. Yep, yep. Gotta wild, love it. But anyways, stuff. that's the that's that's wrestling and everything. That's a whole other thing to talk about, I suppose, even though I have no idea what to talk about anymore. I know you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would talk about it forever. We're here to talk about music today and specifically for episode 57. I have chosen an album because it's. I feel like it's been a little bit since I have, but maybe I'm wrong. Regardless, we're doing this one. Uh, video viewers can see it. Mets and their album. Uh, you can kind of see the letters. They're reflecting. Oh, okay, I see that. It's kind of like a, em- embossed, I think, embossed or whatever. Regardless, it's Mets and their 2020 album, Atlas Vending. Woo! There's something about that cover that it's... It's, I don't know, it's, I don't want to say mysterious, but it's, I'm very curious about it. And what's it's funny just, is if I just like that. hand the camera a little bit, oh, what's that poster on my wall over there? Could it be the <laughs> exact same, same thing? thing? <laughs> it came with the, it actually came with the record. So I mean, I like, like that. yeah, it's pretty badass. But uh, uh, for the video viewers, I'm uh, audio viewers, you're going to have to like search on Google. For the video viewers, oh man, if you haven't seen this, this record is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, hey, come on out. Ugh, look at that thing. Ooh, does, is it the one that has liquid in it? Or, no, this one unfortunately oh, it is not move. liquid. It, yeah, it's just it's just a kind of a flat design. That's cool. It, it is. kind of has like an like a big black ink splotch on it, oh, but it's a, a clear record. I think if this one had liquid inside of it, it would have cost like a hell of a lot more money. 
I hate putting records away because you got to be super careful. It's not like a CD where you can just drop it in a case and forget about it. Uh, of course, get your f- grubby fingerprints all over the back of it. But with the record, whew, set. Yeah, CDs can essentially survive a nuclear blast. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about damaging CDs. Mm-hmm. I could step on them and it'll only skip half a track. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, yes, we're going to be doing that album today. But, uh, you know, if you have been here before, then you know exactly what we do on the show. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Oh, as always. I mean, it's just nice to have familiar faces around. But if you're new here, welcome to the show. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. I should wave at you, too. We uh, we hope you enjoy your stay. And that probably means you don't know what we do here. And I realize I probably haven't done this over the last couple of weeks, but that's fine. So <laughs> each week, Savannah and I, we will choose an album, be completely at random, or, you know, maybe there's a, there's one celebrating some sort of anniversary milestone, something of the sort, which we've done recently, Rage Against Machine being the most recent. Yes. Or we also do plenty of requests as well. We, we, we've done plenty already. We got more coming. So stick around for that. That's cool. And we want to hear yours. But regardless, we will choose an album. We'll discuss the songs at length. We rank the songs. And then we rate, rate the record. The record. Uh, I wasn't spiking the audio this time. Uh. I uh, suppose so, but I mean, uh, it's now you just sound like you don't want to be here. <laughs> you have taken this privilege from me from the last couple of weeks. How excited do you think I'm going to be? I just assume you'd go, write the record, and then I wouldn't be able to say anything like you've done before. You are a happy I've been doing it normally stealer. lately. It was like mm-hmm. earlier in the season when I would kind of mess with you. Uh, now just watch next show. It'll be my birthday show, and you'll definitely take it from me. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Ah, We're doing spoiler. Savannah's debut album for her birthday. Oh, damn right we are. If you were here from the beginning of our show, you would know around the time that I don't shut up about my birthday. I'm one of those people. Sorry. We did Rush last time, right? This this band over here? We did. Roll the Bones. We absolutely did. And originally, I believe, wasn't it going to be? No, I think this episode, or not this episode, but the next one for your birthday was originally going to be Psychotic Symphony, but then you wanted to do it earlier. So we did for like episode 43 or something like that. (laughs) Oh, I could not wait. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, you can tell because like the fact that you would bump it from your birthday to that position. Oh, heck yes. Very excited. Let's hope that next week will be uh, worth it, I guess. Uh, It won't be. Excellent. Cool. Looking forward to it. But it's so it's a good thing that we have an album that I picked this week. Yes. So at least hold, hold us off until then. At least, you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> but first, I got to tell you a little bit about the band and the album itself, because there's actually a good chance that a lot of people out there probably don't know who Mets is. I don't mm-hmm. want to make a story about it, but like if it wasn't for Grand Theft Auto five, people might not have heard the name so much. Uh, I've played uh, Grand Theft Auto V, but if it wasn't for this show right now, I wouldn't have known who they were either. So I'm really curious to hear. Well, there you go. So Mets is a punk band that originated from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada in 2008. They've been designated under certain punk subgenres such as noise, hardcore, and post-punk. The band consists of all three original founding members, vocalist and guitarist Alex Edkins, bassist Chris Slowrock, or Slowrotch, I think I... Either or, it's one or the other. And drummer Hayden Menzies. The band would sign to Sub Pop in 2012 and release their debut album. The band has uh, done exceptionally well in the underground, but gained far more attention when the song Wet Blanket was featured in the massively successful game Grand Theft Auto V back in 2013, as I had previously mentioned. And that's actually, that was my exposure to them. Like, I remember I used to listen to, like, the hardcore punk station and then, like, the kind of, like, weird indie rock station. Mm -hmm. And then... I heard Wet Blanket and I was like, 
I like that. And then I just keep looking at the band and then I heard more songs. I was like, I like that even more. Cool. I've discovered bands that way. You hear one song and you just fall down this rabbit hole and then they end up being your favorite somehow. Yeah. And there's like VOCs, the black angels. There was a bunch of great tracks in that game. Like seriously, great soundtrack. Yeah. All right. So since then, the band went on to release three more albums, including today's feature, their latest as of recording this episode at the very least, Atlas Vending. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Atlas was released in October 2020 under Sub Pop. The album was mostly self-produced with the aid of Ben Greenberg. The album received favorable reviews with all music, Kerrang! and DIY, giving the album four out of five, so you know it's got to be good. Critic has it sitting at an 80, and Loud Quiet giving it an 8 out of 10. Uh, There were some lower reviews, too, but I mean, we we show more positive ones around here. Yeah. So not much charted from this album, though, though the album did hit number 32 on the UK independent album charts. And I had I just want to throw this one in because I'm perpetually 13 years old. Number 69 on the US top album sales charts. <laughs> nice. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not too certain which songs are technically singles as half the album has music videos. So maybe they're all singles. Oh. But I know the one song they released prior to this album coming out was A Boat to Drown In. Oh, the longest song on the album happens to also not, be the single. It is, it is not the the one of two that I thought it might be. That's interesting. But again, half the album has music videos, so maybe they're all technically yeah. singles. I don't really know. Cool, cool. But yeah, that is met. So that means, oh, you know what? Before we even move on, I've I've completely kind of just glossed over uh, a thought in my head here at the point of recording this. And I hope that God, it doesn't change by the time this episode drops only for positive. That is we actually hit a hundred subscribers <gasps> on YouTube. <laughs> Yay. Man, zoom just doesn't like your audio, even not no, making it noise. It's just like, shut her up. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm silently cheering <laughs> for the audio listeners who are just like, it went silent. Yeah, I'm raising but, the roof. But yeah, just before we kick off the episode, I, I want to say like we just recently hit 100 and it's been at the point of recording this two days now that's been at 100. So we're kind of like leaving that window just to see how long it could stay there, if not continue to grow. Yeah. So, you know, we've been saying we're going to start doing uh, record giveaways when we hit 100. Well, we're there. We're preparing for it. It's not going to be right away. We are preparing for it. Yes. We're going to release. The, we're going to release a whole ass video about like the rules of this contest, essentially. Yes, but it will happen. We would not shut up about it. We shall deliver. Yeah, and it, chances are by this point, because again, we're recording like early to mid-November, we might start the contest probably either December or early Jan- or maybe even January. Maybe just kick the New mm-hmm. Year's off with the uh, this contest. Hell yeah. But yeah, regardless, thank you very much uh, if you have been subscribing and if you've been liking what we're doing, by all means, we love having you here. We say it all the time. We truly do mean it, though. And the fact that we've hit 100, that's big for us. Triple digits, man. That's that's how it goes. That's that's good shit. And it's crazy because sometimes I try and imagine all of the subscribers in one room and it's like giving a speech to like an assembly. I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't do that. But I'm just talking into a microphone to a camera and the same amount of people are listening to me. And when I kind of put it in that perspective, it's terrifying. Like, I do want I do want more people to listen to me. But when you really think about it, oh, my gosh, it's a little overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, it can be, especially like as we start adjusting to more people in the community. So by all means, like it's going to be an interesting ride. But I think by the end of it, we'll be so used to it that we'll actually want people to leave. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, you agreed with me there before I even finished. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I doubt it, though. I, I feel like I'm definitely on a positive upswing now. So, yeah. And well, now that I'm we glad. had... Thank you for everyone who did subscribe. Or now has that we've been hit for a, a while. Now that we've hit 100 subscribers, you have to turn it around now. It's like an incentive for you to have to like have a more positive attitude. Oh, we're starting with this one? <sighs> Uh-oh, what could that possibly mean? Oh, I just, I love just kind of throwing the ambiguousness there. I love it. I see. Well, then, speaking of that, I guess that's with, this is where we now uh, jump on board this album's ship or whatever the hell you want to call it. We're going to start talking about it now. So let's go ahead and do that. So song number one, Pulse. Okay, so because I had never heard of the band before, I really could only take your vague description of what it would sound like. Um, the pounding right from the beginning of this track, I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. It definitely put me a little, little uneasy. So I wasn't really sure what to expect going forward, but uh, it uh, definitely raised my pulse. because it It's like, an oh. appropriate name, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. It's just like a very hollow, punchy bass drum kind of sound. And it's like it's going to the same pace the entire time. Yeah, I had to like lift my hands because if I did that just a little lower on camera, it looks a little too weird. Oh, my God. Yeah, you are 12. <laughs> I know, right? Nice. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, like this is the same heartbeat that you would have if you like woke up to a loud bang outside your door and you're just scared shitless. And so like, boom, 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 your heart's just yeah. going. It's like someone at the door and you're just like, oh, my God. So that was a little a little freaky. But uh, I did. I think I heard some slide guitar in this track and. I like that. It, there was, it was something that sounded slidey and it added, I don't know, it added some interest to it and it really caught my attention. Well, I don't know about slide guitar, but I, it, it could be just like he's like picking really fast and then kind of like sliding up and down the neck. So it just yeah. kind of gives it like a, like a weirder, I don't want to say smooth sound, but it's, it's like slinky. Kind of. You can you can definitely like feel the slide a lot more than you could if you just strum one string and then slid upwards. If you're just doing yeah. speed picking, like it kind of all just blends in. Yeah, maybe it was a beer bottle. Who knows? They are punky, right? So, yeah, something along the lines of that. Way more melodic than most punk, though. True. Um. Yeah, there's dissonant guitars all over the intro, and it's just like it really builds anxiety and everything like that. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. like I think I made this reference more than once in this album, but uh, there are some moments on this album, especially like the intro to this one, that really takes me back to episode two of Daughters. You won't get what you want. I mentioned that many songs forward, but I guess we'll bring them down. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. There's there's, there's quite a few moments. And I mean, like this album came out two years after that one did. So, I mean, like it's it's entirely possible. Maybe they were like slightly influenced by it. Maybe they already like uh -huh. da daughters from like their like 2010 work or like prior to that. So, I mean, who knows? But you can kind of feel that, especially like I think the first song on that album also started with like a, like a pulsing kind of bassy sound, too. I, I can't recall, but I would not put it put it past him. I believe it was City Song, and yeah, it started with like a deep bassy pulse. But regardless, like just yeah, again, I think we both mentioned that at some point in the review. Yeah, definitely. Um, there is kind of a cool sliding bass riff that gives like more of a melodic feeling to the track, considering how mm -hmm. noisy it is. So like there is some sort of like structure there with that. So I thought that was really cool. And I just love how all over the place like the course feels in this one with its composition. It like it feels really unhinged but it still manages to like fit as a composition. So I don't know, just realistically, I think it's a great 
aggressive start to the album. I definitely agree with Unhinged. Um, the only thing I could really think throughout is where is this going? Um, I am curious to see what the rest of the album has. Um, and the sort of tinny sound to the guitar just screams, there's two people in this band and we started on a whim, but now somehow we're on a label and I don't know what's going on. Three so, people in the band. Three people in the band. Yes, guitarist, bassist, drummer. It, it seems very like... I only have, like, I guess very simplistic in equipment, I guess, because it just feels like they have, like, one or two guitars, like, at hand, one pedal, and that's it. And that's all they need. They go play some basement bar, packed, sold out. That's it. So that's the image I'm getting anyway. That's the punk spirit. (laughs) Yep. And I hear it. I definitely hear it. I was actually supposed to go see them live back in October. Uh, they were doing like an anniversary tour for their first album, I believe it was. Uh, and they canceled most of the Canadian dates for one reason or another. They didn't oh. specify what. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because if you're like technically a Canadian band, you cancel your Canadian dates and you're still, you still go to. Yeah. Maybe they live in the States now. I don't know. Or weird. I think they're supposed to be based out of Toronto. But regardless, yeah, I was supposed to go see them. I was super stoked about it. And then like. It got canceled two days before, and I got my refund, so yeah, it sucked. Oh, that's that's gross. I keep my eye on their website, though. If they come back, I will get tickets. Mm Mm-hmm. Dang. And and hopefully they play song number two, Blind Youth Industrial Park. Uh, I like that this one has a little bit more of a melody, which, uh, spoiler, a lot of the songs, to me at least, uh, don't have this much of a pronounced sort of uh, melody going on. Uh, it's definitely helped by the fuzzy bass. I I like that. It really pulled it along. And uh, the harmonizing in the chorus is a nice and pleasant break to all the chaos that is happening. It's very sweet and sort of, I don't know, uh, a breath of fresh air, really. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like well, I, I agree. It's actually up there is one of my favorite parts of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great pickup from the first track too. It, it's like keeping up the energy and a slight pickup in the pace and everything like that. So it really does wonders for the placement of the song, uh, song on the album because like Paul's feels like a good, like intro, like beginning of concert kind of track. Yeah. And then this is like, then you know how a band will usually do like an intro track at a concert. And then the second song is like really the real launch into the show. Yeah. That's what this feels like. And I, I think it works perfectly for where it is. Yeah. I, I can see that. I uh, I don't have like a crazy amount of notes for this entire album only because like I like many other reviews, I would get sort of repetitive with my review. Um, but I do enjoy the chorus again. And the quick tempo of the song is well suited to like a fast paced racing game. And I can say that for a lot of the songs coming up that it's just it. It sort of feels well, at least for me, it fills me with that feeling of I want to run. I want to run somewhere. I need to run. Or I just want to speed in a car like real fast. Just had some deja vu. I think you had like that exact note when we did Daughters. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you which song, but you're something like you, you heard a song and it, the pace was crazy. You're like, I need to run. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It like it fills me with the same sort of energy that the song has. And I'm like, I have to match that. Give me like a treadmill and just crank it and just let me go. That's it. Then I pass out afterwards because I am so out of shape. 
Well, it's only a 40-minute album, so if you just stick it with it for 40 minutes, you're good to go. You got a lot of exercise, and then you can just pass out. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the chorus is awesome. I love it. It's realistically, it's just it's simple enough, like, melodically, too. Like, there's not a whole lot going on. There's, like, mm-hmm. a lot of noise, which I actually I really like. I think it sounds great. The harmonies are, like, and just the writing in general are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just in general, this it's all so fun and audibly pleasing, especially in that chorus, too. Yeah, like... Even as compared to the verse, the chorus fills out the soundscape so much better because like I don't want to say like the verse doesn't do enough because that's not true. But it's just it's obviously a little more subdued. But then the chorus kind of just fills everything out like really, really well. And I really like that. Yeah. Um, I noticed a lot more of like layering when I listening to it in my headphones than I do on like casual listens. And that really made me appreciate the production a lot more. Considering uh-huh. that there's only three members of the band, like it's you could tell me there was five and I'd believe you. There's just, I don't know, there's sonically, there's just a lot going on. Um, I think that if I was listening to the same song that you were listening to, maybe to my ears, there was too much going on and I couldn't discern what was what, because I cannot say the same. I think there's maybe one or two songs uh, later on that I could tell that there was really something going on in the background as well. Um, with, with a lot of these, uh, early album tracks, they all just sounded like they were every, every one was yelling at me through a paper tube and I had to like take it all in and I could only take, take so much. So you're definitely the, uh, the noisy lover from the two of us. I must be. And I think I've already proven that by picking two albums that are definitely noisy. And, uh, there, there have been more that I thought of. And there's more coming in 2023. Yeah. But uh, I bet one of them has a has a metal grinder on a guitar. I bet you. Um, oh, we should do a Mersbau album. Ooh, that's disgusting. No. I've never heard of them, so curious, but I don't know. It's it's, apprehensive it's, now. It's barely music. It's like oh, quite God. literally just blaring noise. Just oh, Lord. done like through effects. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's oh, fucking sheesh. insanity. It's actual the guy looks like he plays a pie plate guitar on stage, just covered in like coils and wires. Yeah, it's so oh fucking weird. Ooh, sparking everywhere. Um, so I want to say that the song is like criminally short because it's only three minutes and one second. But realistically, I do think the song is the perfect length. I mean, as enjoyable as I found the track at the very least, like bringing in a third verse or chorus would have felt unnecessary. So I think whatever they did here was great. Like they they were yeah. smart in making it short. There are a lot of songs that uh, I don't think uh, they could have cut this or they should have done that. Um, There's the last track on the album over seven minutes and not once did I think, oh, they could have cut this out. So really, uh, okay, we won't talk about that yet, but I thought for sure you'd be like, I got tired of it. Yeah, um, not particularly, but uh, even with these three minute ones, some there are other albums and other reviews that. For three minutes, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could have cut it down to 2.30, could have cut this off. This was unnecessary. But everything here just seemed to be there for a reason. So that was cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, it feels like there's always something going on. So, I mean, you're mm-hmm. not necessarily oh, yeah. bored. <laughs> you're not necessarily, like, hearing repetitive stuff. And even if you are, like, again, there's still so much to take in that you're. it's not so much bothering you that things might be repeating. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like the bonus of being able to listen to the special for the first time, where it's just kind of like you have a lot to explore in these songs. It's like, again, sonically, because like there's just there's so much 
like denseness to the layers, even though there's so few instruments in here. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Alrighty then. So song number three, the mirror. Uh, you first, please be my guest. I had high hopes with the song because there's a song by a band called Spooky Tooth. I like called the mirror and I think it's fantastic. So I was like, you're called the mirror too. You have to be fantastic. That's a completely irrelevant note. I just wanted to say that. Um, realistically, uh, there was a very frantic uh, opening with this one, like the, the pounding drums and just the riding bass and everything like that. I like how tense it is without going too overboard. And that's saying a lot considering like a lot of casual listeners could probably say this album goes overboard. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. But me being like, you know, accustomed to like this loud, noisy kind of stuff. I'm just like, it's not that this album's like weak or anything, not by, not by a long shot, but just I don't feel like it goes too crazy. So I like I think that's pretty cool. Holds itself well. And in mm-hmm. the um, it, it's kind of funny. Like I like these like little guitar licks between like the dissonant chords and the verse. Like I don't I don't even really know how to explain it, but like the verse is kind of like constructed on like these like really dissonant chord hits, and then like this guitar like kind of between them. I thought that was really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Not that the song feels like flat or anything like that, but it adds an interesting texture, and I I always like con- kind of compliment that type of thing in music where it's just like you can have a song feel one way and then just adds just one thing to it. And it changes the feeling of it. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And also the bass changing the root note behind the repeating guitar riff is super awesome too. Just like it keeps, it keeps the song interesting. It keeps the verse interesting. I think it sounds fantastic overall. Yeah. All the stuff you said. <laughs> um, I, I do like how there are sort of uh, track transitions, the end of one beginning of the other, but I feel like they're seamless. And a lot of times when I hear them, You'll hear it when you're listening to the track like standalone and you're like, that was kind of weird or why did it end so strange? But I found that the transition between the last track and this one fairly seamless. I liked it, which is something I noticed because it didn't annoy me. So that was nice. Um, The main riff could definitely end right before the vocals start. And like that could be an interlude, like that whole intro guitar riff, like I was down for it. I liked it. It could be its own sort of standalone 20, 30 second thing. And I would thumbs up that as well. Um, and I like the uh, the string bends. This is not going to be the first time that I mention this because I think I hear it one one or two more times. Um, but like the different sounds in the sort of string bends. Um I really like those. Ultimately, this for how noisy this is is and going to be, I find it's kind of minimalistic and like simplistic where it's not it it's not like vomiting this all over you. It's just kind of like a here this is I, I don't know how to how to describe it other than it just doesn't seem like they added unnecessary sounds just like you said, for the sake of it. So I guess really I'm just mimicking what you said, but uh, I, I figure it was uh, it was good enough to make note of. I figured I'd elaborate briefly. Well, it may be t- touching on that, I guess. Um, one of the things I guess you could say, I, it sounds like one of the things that you appreciate is the fact that like maybe they don't go super effect heavy or anything like that. Like they just yeah. more or less use layering and distortion. There's not rather- too much layering either. It's just enough. Yeah, because, like, each layer, I guess, is just, like, so expansive. So, like, it's not just, like, one thing you hear kind of in the left 
portion of your headphone mm-hmm. and then everything else sounds empty like you you literally have like everything just filled out all the time so the, yeah without using like too heavy of effects or anything like that just sounds really good that way mm-hmm. um yeah i was really digging the course in this one too i like it especially the second course with the background vocals once again with like the kind of like background harmony not really harmony but they're singing their own line mm-hmm. but regardless it's just really good songwriting like lyrically and instrumentally so there's like a lot to appreciate here and it just manages to be so like pleasing even being like loud and noisy so mm-hmm. i mean you can't say that about a, like a lot of loud noisy albums but like there's just something so well done about this one just really enjoy it uh the outro stretched a bit but like upon multiple listens i never really tired of it though so mm-hmm. and I think we kind of referenced that earlier. So it's just something I thoroughly enjoyed once again about this album. And all I could say was I enjoyed it so much. It didn't bother me. And I just felt like I was like buried in its warm, jagged blanket. You know, like this, this album just has a weird, sharp <laughs> warmth about it. Um. So just, uh, just speaking of this, this long intro um, or outro rather, um, Clearly, I either didn't notice or didn't care because I didn't mention it once. So I'd like to think that I <clears throat> am becoming a, a music connoisseur and uh, I am appreciating the finer things in life, like repetitive outros and intros and just re- repetition. But if you were a connoisseur, you'd be noticing the fine details. Oh, just wait till the rest of the album. <laughs> I just wanted to toot my own horn now. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah. And just remember that if you talk any shit on this album, your birthday album is coming up next week. Just saying. Oh, I'm well aware of how you're going to feel about it. So it's totally fine. (laughs) And it is not Barney and Friends. So don't even ask. At least not this time. Why would he even? That's not even my first guess as to what it would be. Excellent. I can curveball you next time then. Perfect. Except for the part where I know what's next week because I can see our list. I have to think this through a little farther. It, you have to leave it blank and then fill it in at the very last second. So that way I have no idea. Where, I don't even know what to review. You just like, Here. like, like less than 24 hours until we review. We should do a live stream where we review it as we listen to it. That, that is something that we should put on, on Kofi. On Kofi. And so oh, long yeah. as no one tattletales on us, because yeah, obviously live streaming an album, a lot of record companies be like, eh, eh. Yeah. So no one tattletale on us, and we might actually be able to do that. I don't know. Oh yeah, that'd be cool though. Anyways, are we supposed to like write our reviews in real time and then just talk about it after? Like, no, no. You like listen to it, like you play it out loud, and then we talk about it as we're listening to it. Oh, that, that's that, shit. Oh, that yeah, sounds great. But then we couldn't really hear much of the song for talking over it. Yeah, that's what makes it terrible and good viewing. I guess <laughs> that's an idea that needs to be ironed out properly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so song number four, we're moving on now. No ceiling. Uh, and talk about the spirit of punk. A minute and 36 seconds. Oh my God. Hell yeah. Super short track, very bouncy, very fun, and exciting all the way through. I liked it. Uh, it like, it's not super noticeable in the, in the song, I mean, but like the writing of the tom drums throughout the verse, like, gave a really nice low end to the sound. I really mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but yeah, just another kind of like fast, chaotic song. Enjoyed it. Um,. I would have assumed that this one was a single. I know it is like minute 30, whatever, but it's just, it seems like the most marketable song on the album. Um, melodic. It's to me, it sounded kind of pop punky. 
little airing on the side of punk, but still kind of pop. Um, there is less tinny guitars, less droning drums. It was cool. Um, having it at a minute 30, definitely perfect. If you added any more to it, I probably would have been like, okay, this kind of doesn't really fit on the album, but having sort of a different, I wouldn't say different sound, but I guess in comparison, it's just a little different. Um, having that so short is kind of like, you know, when you're smelling, uh, perfume and cologne and you're smelling the coffee beans in between, you kind of get that little refresher. So this to me was the coffee beans of the album and I liked it. It was, it was good. It is a shame that it was so short, but uh, I think it was perfect, but I would just listen to it twice if I wanted it that long. Yeah. And I, I, as I said too, like in the spirit of punk, it is yeah. very short and most punk tracks don't usually go over a minute and a half anyway. So. Yep. And they fit a lot in that time as well. It's well, not it's usually like, pretty fast too. So yeah. I mean, but it's not like simplistic where it's like, um oh we didn't have anything to offer this is why it's so short it's like we're gonna cram it all in there and then here you go and i liked it it was good yeah hell if you can fit in like eight bars between 10 to 12 seconds then i mean <laughs> like that's how you know you got like an insanely fast track on your hands all right moving on song number five now hail taxi i like the drum fills at the beginning they were nice and surprising and i liked those and uh I thought that the chorus melody was nice. Um, I feel at about this time, I was kind of growing a little tired of the yelling or what just could not stop sounding like yelling. Um, but I would have liked to hear the chorus without the yelling, but either way, I still like the melody anyways. So, I mean, they, uh, they really got some good, uh, good music writers on their hands for sure. Yes, those three gentlemen of themselves. Yes, I, yes. I took, I took that one or two words too far. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, despite the loud opening of this song, though, I mean, this one jumped out at me like the least, I guessed. Mm -hmm. I guess. Not guessed. Jesus, I can't even speak today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, this one somehow manages to feel like the, one of the more indie rock songs on the album in most regards. I mean, there's other songs that kind of feel heavier into that, like, subgenre i guess but this one was like one of the first that kind of really gave me those uh vibes uh there's a change up halfway through the song though that i thought was really good and i like how it feels like it's kind of like two different tracks but written under the same umbrella mm -hmm. so like it is it, it, again yeah like it feels like two different ideas but just still branch under the same template so i don't know i i, I thought that was really cool i like that um i am starting to feel like these songs up until now kind of they have a similar tone so i don't know if it's just i don't know the sort of noisy sound that is just sort of broadly painting this whole album but up until now i kind of felt that it kind of sounds more or less similar to what i've already heard um it sounds all right i didn't hate it but spoiler is not my number one that's fine. It's not my number one either. Spoiler. <laughs> Yay, we might get a match then. <laughs> uh, I have this one marked as an X. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I do like the noisier second half of this one better than the first. Uh, I feel like it definitely saved itself on the back half, so that's just mm -hmm. my opinion. Uh, the noisy ending is pretty great, especially with the refrain being repeated. It's like, you know, hail taxi, and then like noise, hail taxi, noise. Like, I don't know. I really like that part of it, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. 
That's uh, that's them hailing a taxi and then all the taxis driving by and splashing them with water. That's the noise. Oh, I was going to assume that every time he hailed a taxi, they just kind of like all converged into one pile in front of him and like just kind of like a demolition <laughs> derby. And so then he'd hail another one. He's like, okay, you guys hail taxi goes for another one. They all crash into another pile. It's just oh, like, what my. is what is this city? And you're like, I'll walk. <laughs> hail Uber. All these like sedans just crash oh. into each other. <laughs> oh, God. All these Teslas crashing into each other because <laughs> they don't have their fucking radars on. Alrighty then, number six, draw us in. Um, so sort of how you felt about the well, I guess really not how you felt about it, but regardless, I kind of started that a little strange. Um, I definitely like it starts out as something pleasant, like pleasingly different, uh, but we're sort of given the same guitar sound once again. It's sort of tinny and just like strummy um this song to me didn't feel like cohesive i guess really what you were saying about the two songs in the last track that's kind of how i felt about this one um i would like to hear this vocal melody on different music and vice versa i like the music but i'd like to hear different like a different vocal melody on it maybe split them up into two different songs that would have been nice um but the instrumental bridge, despite its short length, I swear to God, it was like maybe four bars long and that's it, was my favorite part of the song. And I liked that. That was good. Well, there you go. At least you have something to say about it, like something yeah. more positive, I guess. Although yeah, yeah. I, I do agree uh, about like the, the song seeming like, like it didn't really, I literally wrote that like it has great elements, but it feels a little directionless for the most part. Yes. Oh, thank God. It's not just me. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it did feel like a combination of ideas that could, yeah, very well easily work in like other yeah. songs, other places, or just maybe changing up a little bit. Um, but out of this track, out of everything we've heard so far on the album, although I mentioned earlier, this one reminds me a lot of Daughters. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just something about the frantic nature of it just kind of like really brought me back to that album. And I'm just sitting there like, there's got to be some sort of connection here. Something along yeah. the lines of that. And, uh, uh, Maybe I'll address the elephant in the room real quick. Um, despite the fact that we're mentioning that album a lot in that band, um, if so, if anyone knows about the allegations against Alexis Marshall, no, we uh, do not support that kind of shit. It's disgusting. And uh, I'm more or less talking about the album itself and not the yes. actual artist. Yes. Separating the art from the artist, the artist trash can, the art, not so much. And there are other members of the band that don't have accusations against them. So, yeah. you know, at least what three out of four members of that band seem a okay yeah. but again yeah. they're Don't. allegations so uh, we like not saying they're correct or not but just yeah. we're just throwing that little like little disclaimer mm -hmm. out there real quick don't let others suffer from one person's actions yeah that's exactly how i felt about john kirk Fellucci and ren and stimpy it almost ruined it for me and mm -hmm. i was very sad yeah um but yeah, uh, the only other thing I have about this track too um, is like there's like a, this the crunchy bass and tom drum work that in the verse that work really excellent together too. Just another like another really good pairing. I usually note these combos on like other albums too, so this one's no different. Just but this one's even better because of like I just like how again like kind of almost spacious but noisy and distorted it is. It all is like I, I don't know. I just really like stuff like that, so I thought it worked really well here. Mm hmm. Uh, I, I have nothing else. <laughs> 
Fantastic. Then we move on to Lucky Seven Sugar Pill. Okay, so I have only a couple notes. This is the one that I mentioned reminds me of the band Daughters, but with less. So it just has like let I don't want to say less instruments, but just less in general. It doesn't have those sort of peeking in and out background sounds or like that sort of ambiance environment creating it's just straightforward which i mean i don't fault it for uh, i just made note of it um this song definitely is starting to sound similar to other tracks on this album and uh that's really it um i didn't this song wasn't my favorite. You can put two X's on that one. Two whole X's. No, the second <laughs> one doesn't come until I can confirm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I kind of disagree in this idea that, like, it's all starting to sound similar. I get where you're coming from with it. Yeah. Like, I understand why you would say that. Yeah. But I don't know. As I said, like, it always feels like there's just so much going on that it, it's hard to just, like, have that feeling of repetition kind of like dro- driven into my head and i'm saying that unbiasedly too like as much as i do yeah. like this album spoiler alert um because i own the damn thing on vinyl <laughs> as, as much as i enjoy the album like i i would be able to still point out like it's like uh, i don't know one track bleeds into the other and you just kind of notice these things blah 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 it's like i don't know each one kind of still feels like it stands out on its own like i could tell you which track is which even if i was like listening to it for the first time i can agree with that i think what my issue is, is if you had written all of these songs with different co-writers, so they all sort of have a different spin, but they're still yours. So they still have sort of the same vibe. But when you went to sort of mix and produce the album, they just put a generic, um, like a generic filter on everything. So it's like everything is sepia. Sure. All the I guess we're we're going into photography now that I can't uh, continue on this analogy with music. It's like the picture is different. The subject is different. Maybe the photographer is different. But as soon as you put the filter on all of it, when you put them all together, they all kind of look the same. And that's kind of how I feel about it, where it's just sort of has the same general feeling to it to me there are some tracks that do stand out a little bit more but there are some that it's just when i hear loud tinny guitars and thumping quarter note bass i'm like oh okay this is just what i just heard kind of thing so wow, we shouldn't do any we should do no punk albums from the 80s then like from the 70s and 80s we should do no punk albums <laughs> um i mean like if you want some good listening and if you want to make an enemy of me sure because i can imagine you probably would <laughs> but uh yeah just because like i i really like just the 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 raw production style that they have this law raw loud production style just it suits the genre. It suits the style. And like, I don't know if they were, if they were to change it up and make it sound different than any other track mm-hmm. from what this is. And like, it, it might feel a little strange because you're, you're kind of like already used to this mm-hmm. and I can't see it really going anywhere else. That's the whole thing. I think the closest thing we get to anything remotely different is probably the last track mm-hmm. that has like a dreamy, more psychedelic feel at certain points. And we'll talk about that more when we get there, but yeah, I don't know. I just, coming back to the original point i i don't agree that everything sounds the same i think there's still enough going on to make it stand out on its own mm-hmm. fair enough um 
But yeah, I, actually, I don't even think I've said anything about this song yet. <laughs> well, I mean, the floor is yours. Uh, I thought it was a super, super cool riff to open up this track. I really liked it. Just like this chaotic grinding guitar that leads into the verse. I thought that was really cool. Um, I like how the track almost switches up between two styles. Like, you know, the verses are far more like straightforward as compared to like the intro and like bridging grinding portions that I had mentioned a minute ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, the change in pacing between the two is like a great push and pull kind of feeling. So, again, I feel like I'm getting more out of this track because of it. Mm hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we just saw it two different ways. Well, we, we uh, obviously which, we obviously saw it two different ways. <laughs> which definitely is not the the first time. And I just hope that I am invited back to this podcast next week. Thank you. You know, when I was, I'm not going to spoil or put the album right now, obviously, because we're not there yet. But I did. I remember, obviously, again, I do like this album because yes. I own the damn thing on vinyl, as mentioned. I just laughed to myself thinking, like, God, I thought Nine Inch Nails was the make or break. Savannah, this is the make or break album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I might not even be here next week. Who knows? That, and it's your birthday, so uh, then I just get to talk reason. shit on band, <laughs> and you can't stop me. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'll sue you. At least you were here long enough to uh, see a hundred subscribers, and then you get your ass dumped off. Exactly. As long as I'm here past my three months probation. We're we're okay. Uh, I have to step down. So if you fire me, you have to pay me severance. Yeah, the zero dollars we make. So how do you how do you divide by zero? I'll have to look into that. <laughs> mm, I think I would my share would be zero. Yes. Okay, well that's pretty easy enough. I can I can PayPal you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And yeah, it's only a two minute and fifty-five so, uh, minute. Yeah. Uh two two minute and fifty-five seconds. There you go. I can read clocks. That's how long the song is, so it's another like Relatively short track. It's a pretty cool idea out fairly quickly. It doesn't go overboard. Yeah. I like it. All right. Alrighty then. We're getting into the uh, the last leg of the album here. Last three tracks. Song number eight, Framed by the Comet Tail. Ooh, the bent guitar notes. I'll take it. I will take it and put it in my pocket and take it home. It is... I Now, with this specifically, I'm going to use the word repetitive, but I'm not going to use it in a, in a negative light. Um, those bent notes are repetitive through the entire or repeated through the entire song down for it. I liked it. It added some interest. It wasn't just uh, noisy strumming. That was cool down for it. And I noticed that just in general, this song had a different vibe because the guitar didn't sound like it was at the forefront. It was kind of turned down a little bit and the drums sort of took the front seat And that being so different, just even in comparison to what I said about the last track, I'm I'm definitely down for this one. Good. Yeah. And like this, this one is definitely does feel a little more different uh, because it it feels a little tamer. It feels a little more like pulled back as compared to other tracks on the album. And like, yeah, that opening riff's really great. And like the dissonant and anxious feeling guitars. I mean, it's again a little tamer, but there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's actually... Mm -hmm. Oddly pleasant, despite the fact that, again, it kind of has that feeling of anxiety behind it. But I don't know, just more to appreciate because they're just working with that. Um, and yeah, excellent percussive work to this track, too. I always dig the low end toms, kind of like filling up the scape a little bit, adding some tension. Sounds good. And there's also not a lot of uh, cymbal work in this song, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a lot more just kind of like, I don't want to say auxiliary, but it is like, you know, bass drum, you get your kick, snare and toms. And that's like a lot of what the song is a few symbols every once in a while. So I just like how they didn't rely too heavily on that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh, it's me. Oh, man, I was really just entranced with the stuff you were saying. Um, Odd. Yeah, like I, I don't really have much other, like much to say other than I, I did like this song. Um, usually constant repetition is irritating to me as we have heard many episodes and earlier in this one. But with this song in particular, I didn't mind like normally I'm thinking, couldn't we change something up in like the third bar? So then it's not the same thing for four bars in a row, blah, 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 whatever. This was fine. Didn't really bother me too much, oddly enough. And I don't know, like I, I am not a music man, um, but I don't know if it's like the key it's in or what the hell is going on with this song in general. But like I can straight up tell you, you can just put like a check mark next to this one. Uh, this song is getting a spot on my mythical day-to-day spot Spotify list. How many like, playlists I always, do you have? I well, I have one. I have like I have one that I will just run it through when I'm at work or when I'm at home, and it's just called Yes. So it's all songs I Not listen to. Not the band, I, just the playlist. <laughs> yeah, like I listen to these songs and go, Yeah. So that's that's the playlist it goes on, and that's the one during the new music review. I'm like, Yeah, it's going on the playlist. Well, clarification, right? Exactly. There's an actual playlist. It's just there's a lot more songs on it than uh, metaphorical playlist. Actual real thing. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's going on my quote mythical playlist because you know now I've confirmed it exists. But uh, yeah, no, this one is is on it now. So I like this one. It was good. Spoiler. Yeah, there was there's like kind of a lot going on just to really enjoy this track. Uh, The last minute was super great too. I like a great little jam portion towards the end. With uh, it was like a little noisy, but there was also like the guitar doing some like really cool like melodic stuff too over the rhythm. It's like not super noticeable. It's still kind of buried in the mix a little bit, but like that's just kind of what you get with like noisy raw production. But it sounded mm-hmm. cool. I like it. And there's yeah, there's just a lot to enjoy about this one. Really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. This is when I when I picked up this album. Like I had heard a few songs from this album, and I was like, okay, I can't imagine I'm gonna hate this. I'm gonna take my chance and just buy the record. Yeah, I it, loved it. Uh, and this was like one of the first ones I remember when I actually listened to the whole thing front to back, despite the fact it's like on side B, like middle of the album type thing. Yeah. Uh, like I just remember when I heard this one, it's because I think it stands out for how pulled back it is. Yeah. And it doesn't this whole album doesn't seem to have that side B syndrome where you after you listen to side one, you're like, yeah, I'm done. It's it's worth flipping over and listening to the rest. Yeah, like I'm I'm kind of just scrolling through my review now just like looking at all the songs and the scores I gave them and without saying much I'll just say like yeah, there's no side of the album where it's like oh, the scores were higher on this side than they were on this side like yeah. they're literally all over the place. And so, yeah, it's kind of interesting how they're, they're never really a lull. So yeah. you get like an excellent song deep into the album, you can get like a like a not so great song like early on in the album like it just it could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty I cool. Agree. Alrighty then, song number nine, the penultimate track, Parasite. Uh, this one's another short one, two minutes and twenty-four seconds. Chaotic and noisy as per usual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. R- uh, really, just g- getting this, uh, especially being the penultimate track, like the second last track to those who don't know what penultimate means. Um, I, I guess it's them just get really getting that crazy part of their sound out now because this is like the last time they do it. You yeah. can kind of argue that maybe they kind of do it in a boat to drown in, but I mean, this one is like the crazy one. 
So like they're just getting it all out now. That's fine. And look, uh, speaking of guitar bends, I really like all the weird guitar bends in the middle of the track. So you've been already right? talking about them. Well, I'm here for it too, very much. Uh, yeah. It's a really disorienting sounding portion too, especially because it came out heavy on one side of my headphones. But I, I still liked it though. I like this track. Again, got a really cool idea pretty quickly. Um, It kind of just brings me back to Sugar Pill where... I was like, oh, I really like the song. And then there was a song. I was like, oh, I like the song. And then I come back to this going, oh, no, why can't I just have more of what I was just hearing? Um, I I did write, uh, is this what my grandparents mean when they say, oh, this isn't music. It's just noise. Um, Yeah, I could see this on a. I I look great, though. Um, this would be on a skateboarding game soundtrack. I feel like a lot of these faster songs are suited for like video games. And I feel I, like that, Blind Youth would probably just, be on the soundtrack more than this one. Blind Youth, Blind Youth Industrial Park, song number two. Oh, that I was like, what? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I didn't mention it. Wait, no, I did mention it on that one. Yeah. Excellent. A, uh, I'm right. <laughs> a, a, a quick racing one. I, f- I only mentioned that twice, that one. And, uh, and this one, it's just, it's fast and sort of, I don't know. It's, it kind of gives you that sort of adrenaline feeling. Um, but that's really all that I got for this one. I kind of felt the same as I did with, uh, with sugar pill, but, uh, I think I may have, yeah, I think I like this one a little bit more. Um, and they're, fairly similar lengths as well so yeah know, yeah, maybe, both... maybe to me they're about the same possibly so yeah. all right let's move on to the final track then i think we're ready to go the longest song in the album too and again the at least single i'm aware of song number 10 a boat to drown in the way you say boat is very canadian a boat <laughs> a boat a boat a boat drown in boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then just the rest of the episode is just just mimicking voices. Oh boy! Uh, I, I felt don't like, don't even talk about mimicking voices. You know who I'll no, resurrect. No, out of that I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> um, nice ambient sounds to start the track. I liked it. It was like oh, not, and then it kicked right in, Bam! and that was cool. Yeah, like I I actually really like that. Um, I like these melodic tracks a lot more. So I guess despite the long sort of jam sessiony what's not at the end um i didn't hate it um now listening to that it definitely rang a image in my head um it's like when your singer goes out to the crowd and you have to just keep playing over and over until they finally make their way back i went to a show a couple years ago a free show in town and sam roberts was playing And now they were playing Brother Down and they were just playing the same riff over and over, but he wasn't on stage. I guess he had run down the stairs, run into the crowd. I don't know what the hell was happening. I couldn't see anything, but I'm like, how much longer are they just going to play this main riff for? But then when he got back on the stage, I think he sang like a chorus or two again and then that was it. But that's definitely what it reminds me of in this song. And it actually made me laugh. I, I felt it was kind of endearing with that uh, that thought. Thought it was funny. <laughs> it's I, like I remember. Um, I can't remember when. I, I want to say two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Uh, my friend and I we went to MTV in Toronto because and it was like MTV Live or whatever. 
And uh-huh. uh, the Mars Volta was there, and that's why we went because we really like them. Um, yeah. And the singer Cedric, they're playing their song called Goliath. It's like a seven minute, like insane jam song. Like they're just a prog band. Uh, okay. And at one point during one of the long jam portions, the singer Cedric literally he crawls on, gets it on onto his stomach on the stage, and then he crawls off the stage on his stomach through the crowd on his stomach of people <laughs> oh standing, and like he just goes missing, and we're just like, is he alive? And then suddenly out of nowhere he reemerges like a minute later, so he just like snaking his way through the crowd. It was so weird. That's he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Nobody look at me. Yeah, he's actually pissing while he's squirming <laughs> on the ground, oh and that's a snail trail that he's leaving. You know, just Oh my god, tell me what you thought of this track and get off this damn story. <laughs> You're the one who brought up the idea of singers going Gross. into crowds. Ugh, uh, but yeah, like, uh, the riff to open this track, like, I mean, it's like the same one that kind of carries itself all the way through, like, this entire song. Uh, it's yeah. really fun and catchy. I do like it. Uh, it's great work on something so simplistic, and even just the bass running on one note. Like, for most of the song, I I still think it's very fitting for what the song has to offer. So it's something that I, mm-hmm. like, really enjoyed listening to. It's just, it's fun. But yeah, and I, I alluded to this earlier, too, that there's, like, this kind of, like, dreamy, almost psychedelic uh, part of the track, especially towards the uh, the ending and everything, too. It tests how, like, there's more reverb and things kind of happening in the background and everything like that. This song, to me, like... Oh, I mean, I should probably finish my last point there. I read ahead in my notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, especially being in the last half of the track with like all that psychedelic and dreamy stuff, I thought it was great. It feels like a liberating escape. That's the best <laughs> way I can kind of put it. I really enjoyed it. It feels like encouraging while also kicking a lot of ass. I Yes, I find that fairly accurate. Yeah. And so... Uh, welcome to the show. If you didn't know that we don't do lyrical breakdowns, but I, I'm going to bring up the lyrics in this one. Oh, no. um, because somehow lyrically, this song gives me far more imagery than any other song on the album so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have this like this whole cinematic feeling of watching like a protagonist take their last chance to break free from something bad and just like obviously having something better ahead of them. And I can mm-hmm. see it all if I all like if I just close my eyes and listen, I can definitely get that. And it's it, it's interesting because like I, I feel like I can lyrically uh, like on a lyrical level connect with the song a lot more than I ever really paid attention to. Uh, very quick story time, very quick, um, and I won't dig too deep into my psychological life either. But uh, in 2017, 2018, I came to a point in my life where I was like working like a lot of jobs and I just hated it. And I realized like you know I was I was like what 27, 28, something along the lines of that. Regardless, I was like. Hmm. Something has to change. Like, I fucking hate what I'm doing. I hate what I'm, where my life is going. I'm miserable, and these jobs aren't helping. Uh, this paycheck-to-paycheck living sucks. Uh-huh. So I, that's when I made the decision to go to college. But because like, and but then there's that nagging voice in my head where it's just like, well, what are you gonna do to support yourself financially? What are you gonna do about all these bills? Like, how will you know this even works out? Like, why would you leave something you have security in? And that's kind of what this song has in it. It's like you're trying to escape all these bad things that are keeping you behind in this bad life so you can get to something far better. Like, that's ahead of you. You just kind of got to escape, like, the like the police chasing you, essentially, is the best yeah. analogy. And so, like, yeah, like, obviously, I made that big change in my life, and I made a big risk. I took a big risk, and it paid off in the end. I'm yeah, working a yeah. career job now. Things are a hell of a lot better, and I'm happier than I was five years ago. 
So like when I was writing the lyrics for the song, like I had never really paid attention before, but I was like, Oh my God, like I could have written this out of my own fucking journal. Like this is crazy. So it's, not, it's good to hear that things worked out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, there were some dark points back there. But at the same time, I, I was conscious enough to make a choice. It's like, I have to change something. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And I just want to mention, though, like, despite all of that, I did not um, take the lyrical content into my score because we don't yeah. do that anyway. So I don't want to, like, give this preferential treatment. Yeah. But I just felt like be- I, I wanted to mention how much I connected with this. And I didn't realize it until, like, literally like writing my review today and like looking at the lyrics is like, holy shit. Like that's, that's so like, mm. I, I feel that. Well, I, I'm glad that you took that, uh, that sort of leap of faith and, you know, did school and all that stuff, because not only are you where you are now, we met now we're doing this. Yeah. This podcast, if, if I was like, <laughs> screw it, I'm going to stay at this newspaper place that I'm working at. First off, they closed 15 months after I left, like the entire oh, plant shit. closed uh yeah. and actually everyone there knew it was going to close and second off yes this podcast would not exist yeah uh we wouldn't have met i wouldn't have a radio show at my college right now like i probably i wouldn't have my career right now and as i said i'd be continuously just depressed and miserable because i fucking hate the jobs that i was working so paddling paddling that boat in a circle so it this is the comes... boat i'm willing to drown in that's the that's the idea yeah. of the song like find the boat you're willing to yeah. drown in i like that i like that Maybe yeah. you should start doing lyrical analyses. It would make the show so much longer. Oh, my Lord. I, I'm not even certain if it would make it longer as it is. Just like our research would have to be so much heavier. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it's one thing to do a concept album where you can just follow one story, but every, every song is different. Like, that's going to yeah. make things a little trickier. Or specifying every single reference in Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. <clears throat> I suppose so. I can't remember that off the top of my head, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and also, because they're so dated now. <laughs> and the fact that we missed the point of the Dirt album by Alice in Chains, where apparently it's like essentially a concept album about doing heroin. Oh, okay. okay. And I mean, Dirt is slang for heroin, too. Like, I was watching yeah. some analysis videos on that thing, and they're just like, yes, yeah, it's like not 100% the concept album, but yeah. the entire album is just Lane talking about like, this is what it's like, and it's shit, and everything mm-hmm. sucks. Well, I'm I'm here to do some learning as well. And that's it's good to know whether we use that during the show or afterwards. At least I'm educated now. So, yay. So, uh, like, whatever the, the score of the song is and ends up being, which we'll find out soon. I'll just say yeah. like, this song has a newfound place in my heart because of the lyrics and like how well I connect with them. It's still a great track overall, though. It sounds fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Even with that long extended outro, you don't care because like. I can only imagine, too, if you're listening to this live and you're just kind of there in the energy of the crowd, I think it'd be great. Yeah, it feels like it would be a last song during the show as well, just because they have that built in sort of ending. And I kind of listened to it with that in mind, where it's like the last song of the album, the last song of the set they're playing out. They know you want to hear more, so they're going to extend it a little bit longer. And I feel like maybe that's why it didn't really bother me too much, even though it was sort of just over and over. It, it was all good. And um, yeah, I have don't have much negative to say about it at all. Yeah. And it had that kind of crackly ending to like the last few seconds type thing. So it kind of sounded mm-hmm. like the instruments were like giving out in a way. So it's just like, this is the perfect time to end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we got to get these rentals back. We broke them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not making fun of the band. I like them. Yeah. But uh, that kind of brings us to the end of the album. And I mean, like if, if I had to like kind of sum this up as like briefly as I could, it's like 
this is a sonically crushing album. Like, there's no question. Mm-hmm. Chaotic. It's a chaotic ass kicker of an album. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yes. A lot of high points and any low point is specific. Like, in my own opinion, any low point is too insignificant to worry about. Yeah, I know you'll probably feel a little different, but there's a reason why well, I bought this on vinyl. Um, it, it is definitely out of my realm of comfort listening to stuff like this, only because I don't normally. Um, there were some tracks on the album that I really liked because they were, I guess, sort of aligned more with what I like and what I'm used to. Um, but every time that we listen to something like this, I feel like it's easier and easier to point out something positive that I wouldn't really have liked previously. So, I mean, just because of the, the maybe less than positive reviews that I have given certain songs, um, I'm sure that it would have been completely brushed off months, if not a year ago. So personally, I feel like I'm, I'm growing a little bit in my preferences but uh, this entire album, I I actually rated it higher than I thought I was going to, and I'm okay with that. I'll I'll get into that in a second because I have something to say about that particularly. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, it, it's so interesting to hear you say that only because like to think like I kind of started you on daughters like right in the beginning of the yeah. podcast and like oh you just that, shoved that in there. I yeah. think that that's arguably more chaotic than this was. Like yeah. like this is like I don't want to say the lighter version, but it's just not as psychotic as that album was. I think that's what I meant when I, when I said that it sounds like daughters, but it with less where it's just, it doesn't have all of that, but it's still kind of, it runs alongside it, but maybe, maybe you, it was the long con where you prepped me for it at the very beginning. So you could sneak them in here and there. Oh no, that's my way of doing Dillinger escape plan a year from now and actually oh, having you like Lord. the album. <laughs> oh, I've heard only one song uh, by them and I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh, well, uh, th- there are a couple of albums that you'll probably like more than others. Cause some of them are like pure chaos and other yeah. ones are like cha- melodic chaos. Okay. So there, you, I would give it, I'd grant it more of a chance what, what I let you listen to was, uh, when good dogs do bad things. And that was when Mike Patton was in there for like a single EP. That That's yeah. kind of like, that was an in-between style that they were doing. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but so it's not, it's not really, uh, they, they still get pretty crazy on other albums though. Okay. But that's that. And uh, this is, you know, this episode of, um, you know, Atlas vending by yes. Mets. Wow. I forgot the name of everything. I, that's why I was just trying to kill time and do a word soup. There. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for checking out this episode. And even more so if you checked out the album, just to know what the hell we're talking about. So if you did make sure you let us know what you think of the album down in the comments below of wherever you may be watching or listening, because there's a comment section everywhere. Let us know on social media at rate the record podcast over on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, And that can be found at rate the record.ca. Yeah, I had nothing to add other than explanation uh, your, point. I'm your I'm your hype person. Every time you say that, I just go woo. Oh, is that why yeah. no one hangs out with me? Because you're just not good at your job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I was gonna I was gonna make some sort of jokes like, hey, at least we hang out with each other, but realistically, we don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I literally have not seen you in person since 2020. February 2020, before the yep. pan, just before the pandemic was announced. Yeah. Not not which, announced, but like it was like. Yeah, it's wild stuff. And we've we've wanted to do this podcast in person at some point, but we don't know how or when. No, one Log- day, I'm sure. Logistically, it can't happen right now, but we will look into it. Yes. That's why you have to go to Kofi.com slash rate the record and give us money so that way we can actually plan better. Yes, give me money. That was a great transition. Give- I, didn't, I didn't plan that. <laughs> give, 
give me money so I can buy a new shirt. Yeah, a fourth yellow sweater. Why not? Damn right. Alrighty then, we're wasting time, so we just have to rank songs now because that's kind of part two of the podcast. So above our heads, boom, graphics have changed our names. There are numbers, and of course there's going to be more names because song names have to go into those numbers next to them or whatever, something, uh, 20 songs. Whatever, if you've been here before, you know how it goes, right? Let's go. How many yep. matches? What do you think? What do you think I'm going to rate it? Come on, let's go. Let's go. I got, I got, I got places to be. Let's go. Shut up. Let's do this. <laughs> I have, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be super optimistic about this and say two. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to, ooh, I want to say two, but there's only 10 tracks. So I'm going to say two because I want to agree with you. But I'm actually just going to say one because I am pretty sure that we'll get at least one. It's funny because like I do have like I have a bunch of question marks, but like I have yeah. a feeling I know where you actually have certain songs now that I've heard you talk about them. And like so change you know, your list. But even when I say two, like I don't even actually believe it's going to be two. because I'm looking. It's like, oh, yeah. one if we're lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As per usual. We're, rare. we're rarely lucky. Well, let's see how lucky things can get now. So song number 10, draw us in. Sugar pill. Yeah, see, I fig- I figured that too. Yeah, that that wasn't that was definitely not uh, not a question. Number nine, hail taxi. Parasite. Parasite. Well, my number eight, parasite. Draw us in. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Parasite was actually a question mark too. Got close. Number seven, pulse. Yes, that one matched. We got one. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got zero last week and Pulse was a question mark. Hey. Awesome. Big dark check mark just to celebrate (laughs) the occasion. Number six, no ceiling. Hail taxi. Yeah, we don't hail Satan around here. We hail taxi. Damn right. Uh, Number five, sugar pill. The mirror. I looked into the mirror. I'm just, I'm still thinking spooky tooth. The only uh, the only song called The Mirror I know is Dream Theater and listening to this I'm like this is not the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a feeling this one's going to be your number one, but you can tell me in a bit. Uh, number four, Framed by the Comet Tale. Ooh, you are guessing. I don't know. Blind Youth Industrial Park, number four. Blind I was going to say something. I was going to say something. But I'm like, no, that's going to give it away. So I'm just going to divert from that. There you go. There's there's two tracks that can literally be a number one, and I don't think we're gonna yep. match from beyond here. Number okay. three, about to drown in. Uh, no ceiling. No ceiling. Number two, blind youth industrial park. About to drown in. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and yeah, so I was one hundred percent right. When you were talking about it too, I'm like, this is gonna be the one, obviously. Oh yeah. So yeah, my like number that. one, the mirror, framed by the comet's tail. Rain. Well, we got one. I'll I'll take that. I said one if we're lucky. I was two. Optimistic was two, but one. I'll I'll be wrong any day as long as we get one. Yep. Hell yeah. No problem there. That breaks some sort of. I I don't know. That didn't even break a streak because it was like one episode. We and had it doesn't like really two in a row zero, and now we're back to one. <laughs> doesn't really amp up the percentage, but I mean, it doesn't take away from it. So, uh, uh two things actually. I'll mention really quick. Uh, first off. Uh, the the Rage Against the Machine scores that were supposed to go up on Instagram as we usually do on Thursdays, uh, I I published it, and for some reason keeps saying failed to publish, and then I tried to like redo it, failed to publish. There's something about that particular post, and I don't know what it is. So yeah. unfortunately, that didn't go up. Sorry, but also number two, 
I don't know if that was one of the albums that we matched on, but it's funny because we have one match, and then compared to the rest of the score, our, our grand total percentage still went down despite the fact that we had them. Oh, my Lord. That, that's how bad it's getting. It's like we have like 68 or something out of like 600 songs. It's like we're, we're terrible. Maybe you should just start being better. I and just do what thing. I do. No, you could do what I do and pick A tier albums that stack the entire top row. See, as soon as you fucking say that, I'm like, I have no argument because no, it's you literally, it's literally on paper as fact. And not only <laughs> that, but eight out of the ten top ten that we have is me. Uh-huh. One is you with Oasis, uh-huh. and then the request for Rage Against the Machine. No, 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 sorry, uh-huh. anniversary for Rage Against the Machine. Uh-huh. Okay, let's just move on the show. I no longer want to hear how I'm wrong. Yeah, let's see no, where this one no falls. Thanks. Eh? No, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. But let's guess. Is it B tier? It could be. Let's find out. Yeah, fucking hell. Alrighty then, as if I'm not sick enough of looking at this uh, this, <laughs> this album rating chart because of the B tier. Here it is anyways, and we got to add a new album there today, of course, being Atlas Vending by Mets. And yes, you're going first, Savannah. Because it's my, I chose it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Please kill me. Um, okay, wait, 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 wait. Before, so, before you tell me, I, I got to say yes. something real quick. Okay. So, like, I know what my score is, obviously, which you'll find out soon enough. Yes. But I, I did the math. I'm just like, how could we get this into a certain area? And so I had to like put in a bunch of scores of what I think you would do it for it. Okay. And so I, I'm very heavily anticipating you hitting at least the minimal benchmark for this. Okay. Did you guess what? I would have like well, uh, what I would have ranked this album. I didn't standalone. write it down, but I will say like this was before we talked about it or anything like that. Yeah. I was like, maybe she'll be super nice and rated a 77, <laughs> but obviously okay. I don't, I don't know if that'll be the case. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I've given you a lot of information to sort of counteract that thought. Um, but normally I usually buffer this and just kind of throw it in there and go, this is what I felt about the album. Seeing how I've already done that 72 and a half. 72.5 yeah with some of the songs i was like oh yeah i feel kind of bad because i feel like i'm gonna end up ranking this or rating this fairly low uh okay um no you can't see this but uh chris is rubbing his eyes like my dad does when i tell him anything so uh clearly clearly he is not impressed i had the highest hopes all you had to do was hit the benchmark of 74 that's all you had to do but you couldn't uh-huh. even do that because I, I rated this album 85.5. Oh, and wow. now okay. we are at a dead really like even that. 79 B tier motherfucking <laughs> album. Oh, that is fantastic. It uh-huh. is. It is one above Cynic. Uh, and wh- what is the sandwich between Cynic and? Uh, Arctic Monkeys. So between 11 and 12. Uh, I so I, I guess really yeah, yeah yeah you're fired you're actually fired uh, woohoo I have my weekday nights back woo-hoo. you are free now child <laughs> oh oh my god I I want to apologize but like literally this is what I find fun about the show not pissing you off that that is shameful I shame on me for doing that um but I really like to see how different our music tastes are and it is never more apparent than when you put your head in your hands because i was like 74 seems like a good low benchmark like 
Oh, no. You're looking at it at a rate of 64. My heart aches because uh, I thought we would actually get onto something new today, but and you blame me for doing something wrong. Look at you doing shit. Yeah. Oh, you mean the shit that you're not well, doing? Yeah, okay, but, got to. <laughs> yeah, but like it's part of like it, it's endearing about me how I'm completely oblivious to my flaws and it's like I cause chaos around me, but then I'm just shrug and go. <laughs> That's one of those character traits that you get tired of after like three episodes in a TV show. And you did 57. So, I mean, what's wrong with you? Because we haven't been canceled yet. Wait, I am I am the network. <laughs> I can cancel this right now. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, oh, no. yes, uh, you, you've now heard our review on Metz's. Metz's? That feels weird to say. Metz and their album Atlas Vending. That sounds a lot better to say. Look at that, a B tier. Can you believe it? Wow, when's the last time we had one of those? Anyways, thank you very much for watching. We sure hope that you enjoyed the episode. We sure hope you uh, rated a hell of a lot higher than the B tier. If so, let us know down in the comments below. Once again, wherever you're listening, we're curious to know your opinions. Where did you rank the songs? Where did you rate the record? We are curious. And if it's higher than Savannah's, I will make it canon. <laughs> See. Still here. Still here. For now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and just remember that you can go to ratetherecord.ca where you can find links to all of our social medias, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can find all the streaming links that you could possibly need if you want to listen to us one place or another. It's all there. Kofi.com slash rate the record. That link is also found at uh, ratetherecord.ca. If you do want to support us financially, you do get things. Uh, name at the end of the, the episode there. Shout out. You, we uh, Bonus content. And of course, if you have a band, we will listen to one of your songs and B-tier it. I, I was gonna make that joke and then it connected. I was like, oh wait, no, never mind. He already said that. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly it's the most obvious thing to say now. It's all we ever do. Welcome to oh, the show. God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you truly do want to financially support us, it's optional. But if you really like us B tiering albums that much, it is there. <laughs> B means best. <laughs> oh man, I feel like I'm having a rhythmia right now. So I guess that's probably the point where we can let you go. But before yeah, we yeah. do that, uh the soon-to-be birthday girl. Uh, wants to share a little bit of what you could expect next week. And I can tell you, it'll break the streak and be a D-tier album. Oh my god, I would not be surprised. Uh, not that it sucks, I just have no faith in your ranking system when it comes to things that I like. Especially that you've um, heard my feelings. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, so, for the uh, artist or band or record for next week, I didn't type this out, so sorry for the rambling. Um, one, one of the members of this said band is in Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Is it Slash? Is it Miles Kennedy? Is it one of the Conspirators? Who knows? What the fuck well, kind of name is that? Yeah, it's pretty much just like, yeah, it's it's very uh, descriptive. So, okay, but yeah, so, we're, that's, so, we're uh, that's so what you're saying is we're doing Ronnie James Dio next week. Yes. Where did I pull that name from? I don't know. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Ultra Bridge, and I was going to say yes anyways. Oh, yeah. D didn't you just do that in an NMR recently? I did, and I was told that that record was not their best, and I should listen to a different one. And uh, I have yet to do that, but I'm actually kind of interested because I like Miles Kennedy's voice. Does, does anyone ever think that a band's newest album is going to be like their best one? Because people always shit on a new album. And then when it's been like three or four years, they're like, hey, you know what? It's not that bad. OK, so I, I wanted to clarify something when it comes to that uh, new music review that has um, Alter Bridge on it. So I also did uh, Skid Row. 
And I had said that I didn't know that Sebastian Bach wasn't in Skid Row anymore. Okay, I looked this up after I recorded that video. God hasn't been in Skid Row for 20 fucking years. I knew that, but I didn't say anything. No idea. When I read that, I was like, oh my God, he hasn't been in Skid Row since I was a teenager. And I had zero idea. You haven't heard it. I looked a fool. If you haven't heard anything since 18 in life or whatever the fuck it's called, like you you think you would notice like, wait a minute, where the fuck is he? Yeah. I, I literally, that's the only thing that I've heard. I like youth gone wild and everything else sucks, but. Yeah. Oh my God. I felt a fool, but I wanted to clarify that I did get educated and I found that out. So very fantastic. Well, I mean, you, you broke my heart today, so you can take that degree and shove it up your ass until <sighs> then. Uh, until we see you next week for Savannah's like happy birthday episode. I'm not going to sell it, <laughs> but I'll be part- there though. It's my parting episode. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's the farewell roast of Savannah. So until we reach the Rose of Savannah, go listen to some awesome music like this Mets album. And we'll see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye. Hopefully not for the last time.